welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. We have a special Wired to Hear edition, Sean. Yes, we do. I'm excited because we're writing this book together and we get to tell our people who've been connecting to us through this podcast that we have this resource available, but some people aren't going to read it. So I think it's important to do some of the podcasts that cover the bullet points and the really strong points of this book. Yeah. So the name of the book is Wired to Hear. That's why I said it's the Wired Wired to Hear. The subtitle is Connecting God's Voice to Your Life, Influence, and Career. How cool is that? That is awesome. Yes, Connecting God's Voice. I think, you know, like I've written books on hearing God's voice uh, just in general, period. But I love aiming it towards this, our people group that we're, we're really trying to impact and affect. Because if we can get marketplace people going after it right now, like hearing God, we're going to see transformation and we're going to see things happen that have never happened before. Yeah, I think so. I, I got saved right, you know, at the tail end of the Jesus movement. And so I remember the momentum of, of that and how kind of exciting everything was. And we, you know, we talked about, well, you, we talked about writing this book together. And the thing that really, I really love about it is the word that you had about the marketplace being the future revival. Tell us about the word. Well, you know, it was back in 2000, I think it was 18, where yeah. I heard the Lord really clear. And I was going, and I still am going out to the entertainment industry really hard. And we're doing some entertainment projects now. But I heard the Lord say like that the marketplace is where my kingdom is going to be most visible. And it's going to be the place where the frontliners are of the next great move, like a Jesus people movement, where it wasn't like one church centric or whatever. It's going to be the place of my greatest movement in the next great worldwide move of God is like in the careers influence marketplace i was thinking of entertainment and politics and like all those spheres like business you know and and i remember just hearing this i never thought of COVID. i never thought we were going to come into a time where 70 percent of people couldn't go to church for 10 months you know and it was still worldwide we still have so many people who can't go into a church building and yet they can so a lot of them can go to work like the numbers are different on how many can go to work and how many can go to church yeah we're seeing like people's faith at work and people's faith in their home life, their work life, everything else is more important right now than their faith in church life, which is really unique. And so I don't know that we've hit this in a, in a Western world way ever. It has been such a, I guess, disruption. And obviously in America that was just on the news, 500,000 people have lost their lives to COVID. And this has been devastating to so many people and families and all around the world. Yeah, but we've we've been a part of this of this disruption, and we're watching God through it in a way that we would never have been able to see. Well, I was thinking about how we met because I, I think you know part of us talking about just the history of who we are together, and then also I want to put you in the hot seat in a little bit and interview you about your life, so our listeners okay. can really hear why is Bob interviewing business leaders and. Where's Bob coming from? And they hear it all the time through things you say. I know everyone already loves Bob. Who doesn't love Bob? <laughs> it's so true. But uh, and they're going to do the same for me in a future episode. But I think just, you know, when we met, we met through our 
mutual friend, Danny Silk. And he really wanted me to meet you. Like he just felt like significance in our friendship. But then we didn't really connect until a Graham Cook conference. Yeah. Where <laughs> Lauren was in the back room with holding Cherie tenderly in her arms who had just, they had just met as she's praying over doing a sozo over, <laughs> I call it sozo, <laughs> over our terrible renovation experience we had in our last house. <laughs> and she's like, you're okay. And ministering life back into it because we're right in the middle of that. And I just given you guys a prophetic word for your family. And it was like just one of those bonding moments where it well, wasn't- Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. I am not a conference person, first of yeah. all. I, for all of you out there, I don't like going to conferences and I'd rather be anywhere else. And so Lauren says, come on, we're going to go. We're going to go see Sean at this conference and it's three days. And I was thinking, oh my Lord. <laughs> and, and then somewhere about halfway through the conference, Lauren says, I have a word for Cherie. And I was like, but you don't, how- and she just marched backstage and then she was gone for like two hours. And I was sitting there going, Hmm, this is weird. I haven't seen the police come. Everything must be okay. Um, and, and then later, later you had a word for our family that was in front of all those people in the conference. And I was standing there like, because you made us stand up and then you brought a microphone and the word was just rocked us. I mean, you, you it, it was incredible and the one thing about you and your gift that i love is when you minister like that it reminds me that god's on the throne because the things that you're saying and the things that lord the lord is giving you it's just they're just it's impossible it's the lord yeah. it's yeah. so beautiful no i'm always in awe too like not at my gift but of who jesus is in those moments mm -hmm. where all of a sudden things that are just a mystery to all of us look so simple like whether it's directional words or things about our family members or things that he wants us to see a certain way and you can just feel the heartbeat of God. So I remember that moment because we had that moment. Like it was really a lot of people I prophesied over. There's just a special connection that I've had. I mean, it's some of my closest friends or people that I've ministered to because I got to see them in a really eternal way. It's like an everlasting way. And yeah. it bonds you differently when it's not just a word of prophecy, but it's actually like you're seeing the father. And they're seeing the father and all of a sudden yeah. there's a combination. We kind of had one of those moments. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, we, how do we connect after that? Like we connected again after that, right through Danny, we went on a vacation together. Then we did a couple of things together. And uh, I remember in November, uh, a couple of years ago, Shree said um, we were at a place where we had so much cash flow issues because we were growing so fast. We had a business organization, ministry organization, trying to figure out how to move forward. And she goes, I need a Bob Hassan. I need a, uh, we need a coach right now because we don't have an MBA. We, we, you know, like you are a creative business person and a, and a prophetic minister. I'm a business person by mind, but not by skill set. I need someone to advise us right now. And I was like, well, let's pray and ask God who is not, not thinking that you would ever help us. So we're just praying and asking like, God, who should it be? And she goes, I'm going to ask Bob. And I go, I don't think we should ask him because I feel like he has a lot of people asking for a lot of stuff and I want to be their friends and I want to, I don't want to put pressure on him. And then you guys, Lauren wanted to give a straight Christmas present for us moving in the house. I think, yeah. I think it was the first Christmas in the house. And so she, you guys, you decided to drive up with her. You guys drove up, it turned into from two hour to eight hour project. <laughs> but when we were sitting at lunch, remember you looked at us and you're like, okay, guys, uh, I know you guys must be going through cash flow stuff you're growing so fast how can i help yep and we're like 
Um, I don't think you know what you just asked because we're like, here's all of our HR issues. Here's all of our employees. Stuff. Here's all of our business and cash flow stuff. Here's all of our, can you help? And like, we, it wasn't just one area. It was like, we needed, we needed some mentorship. We needed some help in some, a lot of areas because, you know, like usually the types of businesses I've run is like just very individual. It's like, I don't, I have an uh, assistant or something. I haven't had a lot of employees and stuff. And so it was really different other than church ministry, but that's, totally different because you're it's all you're in ministry together it's like there's no rules not there is but you know, it's different and so you came in and 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 we had a track to go on because of you that yeah that brought us out of what could have been a really dark time well it's interesting i mean first of all i don't have an mba and as a matter of fact uh i left college before graduating you know to start to start my business and in 1978. And so any wisdom that I have is, is that, you know, I run a business for almost 43 years and made a lot of mistakes and lost a bunch. Well, of money. I do, I do hear that in you, but I also see you behind the scenes in rooms where people, it's just weird. It's like people get triggered in a God way to tell you things like problems in their business yeah. that they, it would normally take a trusted relationship of 10 appointments for. And they just like flat out, Bob, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. And it's someone who would never talk to anybody else about it. Yeah. And it happens I, all the time. I must have a sign on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> You're safe for this issue. <laughs> so yeah, so we met through that. And then you just stayed on board and you've been yeah. helping us. And then we just, I was like, I, I needed your voice to be in this sphere. Because I knew we were going to go after uh, marketplace people. And I was going after mm -hmm. entertainment, which is also business and this whole thing. And I, I, a lot of the problems that people were experiencing, like we have our love coalition, which is, you know, 65 ministries that had met together for 10 years, but all young adults and the types of issues they're dealing with, they need a Bob. They don't need uh, a pastor, Bill Johnson or pastor, Heidi Baker. Although everybody needs pastor, Bill Johnson and pastor. Right. Heidi Baker. They need a Bob to actually work through wisdom skills and, and, and how do I make this choice to this choice? and operations and, and not just in like the practicals, but like the spiritual practical. And we don't often see those the same way. And so I just start asking you to do the events with me to travel around the United States and speak at these, what business lunches. And cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some of our conferences we did. I was like, Bob, Lauren, do you guys want to speak? It was, <laughs> like it was 3, people. come on. Why not? <laughs> and the thing, the thing that I found out and, what what I love about you and Sheree is you guys are such innovators and forerunners and you have such good instinct and intuition. And, and, it, and we have chapters in our book about that instinct and intuition. Yeah. We talk about it, but you had such amazing instinct and intuition that you grew these businesses and ministries. And it gets to a point where uh, the founders sometimes need to kind of step out of the way and let people who are operational uh, come in and help shore things up which is exactly exactly what we did and we just looked into different areas and refined some different areas and figured out new banking relationships and oh it's uh, radical bob saved us through banking half of our half of our mortgage costs because of his relationships and just what i love about you is everyone you introduced us to was your friend your doctor friend your lawyer friend your yeah. banker friend and i love the model of how you've done that because you have this group of people who they also rely on you they they it's not just that they're your banker they actually want and v victor the banker was on our he's your banker and he was on our podcast 
Yeah, and I remember meeting Victor. Like he he cared about you at a life level, not just a banker. And it's I mean, Serena and I were I really was mentoring to us because you do you do business in such a kingdom way. And I've been I've been mentored by some really good business people. I love them. I'm so proud of them. But they didn't have that aspect of where there's a level of the right kind of community without false responsibility with the people they work with. It's like they might have one of those relationships, but like we can't, I still keep meeting people, your jeweler, like different people who you have that are part of your guys' lives somehow. And there's been a give back. You guys have been such givers. Well, so let's talk about that. You know, we hear, we talk in church, we talk about covenant relationship. We talk about that all the time. And yeah. what does covenant relationship mean? And, you know, how do we do life together? You know, come to our life group, come to our covenant group, come to our home group, whatever we call them. And, you know, we're meant, we're meant to be together. And so, so many times people compartmentalize that into like, that just happens in the church. And, and Lauren and I, we're covenant people. So we want to do business with people that we like, that we care about, that we want to build relationship with. And in my business, there's some customers who I've worked with for 30 years. Wow. And, wow. and so you build these relationships and you get to know one another. And it doesn't mean business is easy. Um, it doesn't mean at the end of the day, you know, the customer is not going to try to get the best deal that they can, but you have all this history with each other. And so that's what I'm about. That's why you're meeting people in my life who, who we've built relationship with and we our yes is yes, our no is no. And, and you can really trust that. And yeah. again, the instinct and intuition that you have in the way that you've built your ministry and your businesses is the same way. And so that's why I think, you know, like, why did God put us together? Why did we travel together and do uh, those business lunches? Why have we written a book together? Why are we doing a podcast? And it's because of this covenantal relationship that God has, that God's built. No, it's it's one of my favorites, Bob. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I wrangled Bob into doing all those things you just mentioned, and he said yes. And I also wrangled him into doing this today instead of having a guest. It's a little <laughs> bit longer in the front, but I'm going to put Bob in the hot seat when we come back, and I'm going to get out of him some of his story for you, our listeners. So when you hear him interviewing people in the future on exploring the marketplace, you're just going to love him even more because he's such a father, such a friend. So come back after these messages. Hi. This is Shannon from the Bowles team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlesministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. Here we are. We're back. I'm drinking my kombucha as Bob Hassan used to always drink, and now he's drinking water. I'm drinking kombucha. It's so funny. But Bob, we are back, and we're talking about the Bob Hassan, which is you. We're talking about, as a host, I want people to get to know you and just kind of behind the scenes. And you had mentioned that you were saved on the, the, the end of the Jesus People Movement kind of era. And when you were saved, most of the guys you were saved around 
and your friends were in ministry and building movements, Calvary Chapel, Vineyard, different groups that were here in Southern California. And uh, yet you went after business. Like you, I mean, there was a, I know there's a peer pressure in those days to feel significance in ministry. So how did you go after business and how, why was that important to you? Because <laughs> I wasn't a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and this is honest. Yeah. <laughs> and because all Neither those, were a lot of them, though. <laughs> but all those pastors and people in the ministry needed somebody to pay for dinner and stuff. So they needed a business guy. So I thought, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you were painting business where you actually, did you paint mostly houses or commercial? Or what was in the beginning? Yeah, in the beginning, I had a 1964 Volkswagen Bug with surf racks for a ladder, and I had, you know, a paint bucket and a roller in the back, and you know, would drive around and paint somebody's bathroom <laughs> or living room, or, you know, when I graduated, when I got like really big, I could paint the outside of your house because I'd um, gotten this 1964 Ford Econoline van that I could put oh an air sprayer in. So, and uh, but my business grew slowly over 40 plus years it wasn't just uh it, there was a lot of hills there was a lot of valleys there was yeah. a lot of singles and doubles and not grand slams till years and years later in the business when did you transition to um commercial i would say you know i painted houses for five five years six years okay. seven years something like that and then you know I remember somebody who I was painting their house said, do you do commercial buildings? And I was like, absolutely. I do commercial buildings. And yes. I was thinking to myself, what's a commercial building? And, <laughs> and, do they make commercials there? Yeah. They, yeah. But I went and the, like the first commercial building was an underground garage. I sprayed at night. Oh, wow. So, um, and then, you know, just over time, it was again, this relationship building with people mm -hmm. and doing what you're saying you're going to do. And one of the things, one of the, the rocket fuel for my business, the thing that like is incredible to be able to say this is that if I told you I was going to charge you a hundred dollars to paint your living room, I did. Wow. I said, I'd be there at eight in the morning. I was there at eight in the morning. And when I was finished, I cleaned up. I found your vacuum and vacuumed and put your that's, furniture back. That's glorious. Like, no one does that in the contracting world hardly at all. Those who, I mean, who would have thought that that, you know, those were the keys wow. to uh, a long, a long business, a building business. So, and okay. still today, even these large jobs we do, we're still concerned with being there on time, with hitting wow. the schedule, with, with making sure the job's safe by having things cleaned up, um, honoring our price. Okay. So three, three, three quick questions. So you got to do quick answers for this. What was your favorite? project you've ever worked on that you've painted we just we just finished uh, the los angeles Rams stadium and that was probably Ooh. the most challenging project we ever had but in i know i'm supposed to be quick answers but over the years as we moved up into places the next biggest job was always the most exciting oh that's interesting now the nfl stadium i gotta go there with you and see what you guys have done and also i was mean, the nfl headquarters the stadium it's everything that was like one of the most exciting days i've lived to see someone doing their project i was like this is okay what was the hardest project you ever did well we've had a lot of them and getting getting paid is usually hard um, <laughs> yeah. so you mix in a hard you me a few times or told me 
I got paid. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> but there is a specific tower in downtown Los Angeles uh, in the Wilshire area that was a really hard job and it was really hard to get paid and we lost a lot of money. And mm. so it was a, it was a learning experience and um, you know, hopefully all the confluence of events that made that happen like that won't happen again. Okay. Number three, have you ever had a spiritual experience on the job? Yes. Oh, oh, I know actually a couple of now that I asked that question. That was like a loaded question without me thinking about it. Yeah. Can you um, tell like a, a paragraph version of it or one of them? I guess one of the things about me is I, I don't compartmentalize. Yeah. And so like, I'm the same with my family at my church, it's so true. It's so true. Business, whatever. And so God, you know, I'm, I'm asking the Lord in the morning, you know, Oh Lord, in the morning, be with me. And, and then I go on my day. And so God has had, there's just been encounter after encounter after encounter at work, whether I was back in the old days, swinging a brush and, you know, praying for a customer. And I didn't do that all the time because people are hiring, hiring me to paint, not, not to yeah. evangelize, but, you know, again, people want to talk. And so there's just been all these amazing opportunities um, um, to have spiritual experiences. And I think like we won this big job the same day that my grandson was born. I love that. I mean, how but, crazy is that? I mean, I, there's the so many moments like that in your life too. I love that. Mm -hmm. But you're good at tracking them. You're good at looking for them or mm -hmm. recognizing when they happen. I think that that's many other people when I've done, I talk about in the book too, wanted to hear why I've, I've sat down to talk to him like, okay, where has God shown up? Like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, tell me your five best business breakthroughs and how they happen. They're telling me that's completely a God testimony, right? Jesus driving it, but they're Christians. And I'm like, Okay, let's uh, look at <laughs> where you think you're that good. You think you can do that. You think you're that smart. You think, no, I mean, it was God, but well, why aren't you getting him the credit for it then? Like, let's go back yeah. and put him in the story. And they're like, oh, yeah. It's not thing. Okay, back to you though. So I'm going to kind of take us on a quick journey of, you know, your Save and Jesus People movement. You and Lauren have always been around really profound people. And two of your closest friends, yours, you had Lonnie Frisbee in your life till the day he died. And those mm -hmm. people who don't know who Lonnie Frisbee was, he was the instigator kind of of the Jesus People movement. He was on the cover of Time magazine and it said, you know, millions of people saved because this young man, he's a hippie who was crazy. I never got to meet him. I saw him a few times. I never got to meet him. And then she was one of Lauren's best friends. She's a mutual, one of my best friends was Jill Austin, the late, great Jill Austin, both who passed away now. And wow. Jill was uh, also a hippie potter, a master potter by trade. I mean, had a master's degree in pottery. And, and would do plays and all these things, but she would also go around and just mess things up. She just was so good at giving words <laughs> that just everyone's agenda and brought a greater one. She had such a prophetic gift on her life. And so you guys have kind of been friends with people who've had this spiritual prophetic, you know, life. And it's really interesting for me because when I kind of in, engaged in your life up until that point, you wouldn't have seen yourself as very prophetic except for in moments. But now I feel like you've really turned a corner where it's like, you you just know that God speaks to you. You just know you, you're really comfortable with that subject. Well, hence, we wrote a book about it. But yeah. uh, but talk about this and this is God injecting prophetic people in your life. I think you know I grew up with a lot of shame, and uh, you know even growing up in the church, you alluded to 
people saying like, how come you're not in the ministry? Like if you're in the marketplace, you're a second class citizen. And, um, and the church saying, well, you know, you're, you're in business. So tithe and give gifts, but be quiet. So there's, there's this, there's this kind of dichotomy in it. The church has gotten so much better and I love the church. I've been, you know, going to church and involved in churches for over 40 years. I began to meet people and pastors who, who needed someone to help them build, yeah. needed, who needed someone to help them with the organization or the business part of their ministries. And they trusted me. And, and I think that, you know, building trust is part of being um, a covenant person, but alluding to the prophetic, yes, I never thought I was prophetic, but as, as I got older, I realized that there's this thing you know, called prophetic wisdom. And God, you know, you even spent time with me saying, so you don't think you're prophetic, but, and you reverse engineered this stuff for me. So I've, I've begun to realize that, oh, I do operate in the prophetic, not, not like you do, but in my own way, in my, I do hear God in my own way. That's unique to me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me um, about this. Like when you think back on your time with Lonnie Frisbee, because not many people had a front row seat to his life. You know, one of the catalysts of the last great worldwide move of God. And uh, there's a lot, been a lot of moves of God since then, but not worldwide. And especially not with millions of, I think, 20 million plus salvations. And this guy was right in the middle of it. So talk about just one of your favorite memories of Lonnie and what God did to him and how it impacted you today. Well, I think, you know, there's been a series of books written about him um, that are really good. There's a three. Yeah. Um, but he, um, Lonnie, how do I say this? Lonnie had a hard time reading and preaching until the spirit of God fell on him. And so he'd be stumbling around, you know, and then on the stage and then the spirit of God would fall on him. And all of a sudden he'd go from, this person who was kind of stumbling around to this like lion of a man of a preacher. And he was a little guy. Uh-huh. And, um, he, uh, he just, as the spirit of God fell on him, he would hear from the Lord. And in those days it was, you know, sort of the precursor to everybody gets to play. Yeah. Um, it sort of was crazy wild. And there would be these meetings where the Holy spirit would fall so hard. Everybody in the whole audience would fall down they get knocked wow. out of the spirit and and i i remember the first time i heard um people speaking in tongues i was like what is that i was with a man and i said what is that and he said oh that's that's people speaking in tongues and then i looked around at all these people leaving and i said why are they leaving because it sounded like angelic voices and he said well those are the people who don't believe in speaking in tongues and oh. i was like huh okay <laughs> It, I've never heard angels before, but that's kind of what that sounds like. And, you know, so you get indoctrinated into um, religious views and beliefs by by seeing these things. It was so interesting. No, I love that, Bob. Well, just kind of as we're, as we're wrapping up, I'm so glad we had just a minute to put you in the hot seat and just kind of hear just in the background, what you're working on, what you're believing for. And um, I'm thinking about just, you know, we wrote this book together, not because we needed to write a book. But we wrote it because we wanted business people to be empowered to understand their instinct, their intuition, their process, their what it takes in faith. And we took a lot of our own stories and merged them together through this book. And I think it's going to be really a profound tool for people. What are you hoping people get out of the book? Well, 
You know, I love how we started the book with your story of reverse engineering the man who thought he didn't hear from God. And I think it sets the tone perfectly. But I think this book is a will hit everyone because 98% of us, maybe 99, don't work in the vocational ministry or in nonprofits. We're out in the marketplace. Yeah. And I think compartmentalize a lot of us are compartmentalized. And I hope this book uncompartmentalizes us. We recognize that we hear from God in the everyday uh, mundane aspects of our life when we think our boss is being really mean to us. Um, we have, we're wired to hear to a place where we start to pray for them to wonder, I wonder what's happening. You know, I'm going to pray for them rather than thinking I'm going to go find a new job. So I think, I think I'm really excited for people all across the marketplace, whether they're in entry-level positions or in the C-suites to read this and see, I mean, your stories and your teachings throughout this book are so foundational in hearing God. And I'm so proud to be a part of it with you. Well, yours are too as well. That's why we're a good combination because your life experience, the way you consult people, the way you you just share and you decomplicate and declutter things. So it was so essential to have you involved in this process because the prophetic's been so misunderstood or abused or been abusive, you know, towards marketplace. So, you know, people try and use it as a fix-all gift for their problems. And I love that in us writing this together, it's really about Jesus. It's about connecting to Jesus and seeing that connection have powerful implications on your career your influence, the market. I just love that. And I think of like, uh, you know, I've, I've done, and so I've used so many business meetings and events and whatever. And this is the kind of tool I want to bring there. This is the kind of tool I want to lead people with. And for our listeners and exploring the marketplace, we love you guys so much. We're so glad to be able to bring this to you too, because this is kind of the next step is we're going to continue our podcast, but we have a resource now that we've built together, handcrafted together that comes out of our experience. And I think like if you could have time with either one of us, that's what it'll feel like reading the book is to have time with both of us. It's really going to help you. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see, to see that it helps people and reframes their thinking. One of the things I've said about you is you and your ministry, you demystify the prophetic. And I think we've taken that and moved that into the hearing God in the marketplace. And I think I'm just excited to see the prophetic word you had in 2018 about the marketplace um, being in the front end of a revival. I'm excited to see that happen. Me too. So thank you for listening to Exploring the Marketplace. And if you want to get a hold of this book, you can go to our website, www.bullsministries.com. We do have a pre-order special going on. This book comes out in May, the beginning of May. And our pre-order special is that you actually get a video series with some of the guests who've been exploring the marketplace and some others are going to be sharing things that they would wish they would have known spiritually when they were first starting in their career or in their place of influence. And we also are going to be signing the books and you're going to get some other incentives as well. So I'm going to encourage you to get the book, go to the website and purchase it today. If it's easier on Amazon, it's available there too. But we want to steer you towards the website Bulls Ministry so you can get those early bird incentives. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to have you on the next Exploring the Marketplace conversation with us. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.